put in my spirit. Pastor McKinney read from Jeremiah chapter number seven with his uh, congregational scriptural reading. I want to use that same passage to serve as the basis for the text today. But I'm going to be using the Living Bible Version. I just felt led, even though I instructed them to read that for the congregational uh, scripture, that too is going to be the foundation for today's message. Jeremiah chapter 7 again from the Living Bible Version, beginning at verse number 22. It says this, it wasn't offerings and sacrifices I wanted from your fathers when I led them out of Egypt. That was not the point of my command. But what I told them was, obey me and I will be your God and you shall be my people. Only do as I say and all shall be well. But they wouldn't listen. They kept on doing whatever they wanted to, following their own stubborn, evil thoughts. They went backward instead of forward. Well, let me read that again. Verse number, verse 23. But what I told them, he was saying, you know, you talk about sacrifices and, and, and burnt offerings. Remember, it's better to obey than to sacrifice. And the scripture says, the Lord is speaking. I told them to obey me and I will be your God and you shall be my people. Only do as I say and all shall be well. But they wouldn't listen. They kept on doing whatever they wanted to following their own stubborn, evil thoughts. Here it is. They went backward instead of forward. Today's message is entitled, Sit. 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 Now, Lord, we thank you for your goodness, your kindness, your mercy, and your grace. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to share the words of life once again. I pray now for the blessing and the anointing of God, the unction of the Holy Spirit. And I ask, Lord, that you'll be with us throughout this day. Let someone hear and receive in Jesus' name. Amen. As Christian believers, it is vital to hear and obey God's voice. You see, our success is dependent upon following God's voice and his direction. I've shared on many occasions that hearing the voice of God and understanding what the Lord is directing us is so vital. Remember, uh, the Lord said in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for evil to give you a future 
and a hope. Hallelujah. With everything that has been happening this last year, and even as we enter into this new year, as we begin to rebuild and to restore and renew, it is essential that we hear what the Lord is saying. And we cannot get caught up with what others are saying and what others are telling us to do, but we must know what God is saying. And for me, as a pastor, the pastor of this great congregation, especially during this crucial time, I consider it so important to hear God's voice, to lead the congregation to a safe haven in the midst of a storm. As you remember, last year we talked about the storm and how we as people of God must stand in the storm. And I praise him for the blood that has covered us. And, 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 and yes, we've had those that have received the COVID-19, but thank God no one in this congregation has succumbed to death as a result of that particular disease. I give God praise. And I'm not saying that it's me or, or because of the protocols, but I feel that hearing the voice of God and giving direction is so necessary that as we move forward with everything that is happening, we must know what God is saying. So many have their opinions and thoughts on what I should be doing as the leader of this church. And listen, while I appreciate it and even welcome those that want to give me their thought, it boils down for me to know what is the Lord saying. And sometimes when you give direction, it's not what another person thinks. They might get a little upset. But when it boils down, I've got to answer to God for where we are going and I'm grateful because I see the Lord doing some great things. Hallelujah. We must be obedient to know what God is saying. Remember the words of Jesus <laughs> in St. Luke chapter number 17, verse 32, the famous scripture, remember Lot's wife. <laughs> you see, glory to God, our success or our failure is depending upon whether we will obey the voice of God. Remember, Lot was the wife of Abram. The, the, uh, uh, Lot, rather, was the son uh, of Abram. And, and as he was going out uh, from the place of Sodom and Gomorrah, the Lord told Lot and his family, do not look back because there'll be a consequence. Do not look back. But as they were traveling, for whatever reason, Lot's wife determined that she was not going to obey what the command was. And when she looked back, the Bible said she turned into a pillar of salt. Now, now, now consider, Abram and even the rest of the family could not even look back at 
the, the wife or their mother because they then would have been turned into a pillar of salt. They had to keep on going forward. And what I'm sharing with you is when we do not obey God, there is a consequence. And if you are not going forward, obeying God, you'll go backward, understanding that you're disobeying the Lord. Now, what must we do? We must hear what the word of the Lord is saying. And I'm sure some of you are wondering that the topic that I use, sit, what does that mean? <laughs> well, many of you know that uh, we have a golden doodle at home whose name is Bentley. We've had Bentley now since he was born, and it's been about, what, seven, eight years that we've had Bentley. And Bentley weighs about 65 pounds. He's not a small dog, but Bentley is with me everywhere I go. When I'm in the house, when I move, he'll be laying down. But if I go to another room, he's going to get up and follow me. Uh, when I get up in the morning, he's the first one to greet me. Often he's the one waking me up. Bentley is my companion, and I'll take him wherever I go, sometimes in the car. And I took him yesterday for a walk. It was such a nice day. And this past week, Bentley did something that he had never done before. I had my backpack, and I had my things going to my car, and the garage door was up. And Bentley, like I said, he's always with me, so he, he was there at the door to see me out. He's, he's, he's there to see me out. He's there when I come back home. Had my backpack, some other things in my hand, and the garage door was up. I opened the door to the garage, ready to get into the car, and lo and behold, Bentley flies out the door and then heads out the garage. Oh my God. Now, see, we normally keep Bentley in the fence yard, so he said, this was my opportunity <laughs> to get away. He's, he saw freedom. Freedom. He had never done that before. I mean, he shot. I didn't have time to grab him. I didn't have time to do anything. And before I know it, he was down, running down the driveway and had scooted throughout the neighborhood. Oh, because now I got to go find Bentley. And when he experienced his freedom, he was loving it. My, I dropped my backpack, dropped everything I had. I had the, the, the thought of mine to at least grab the leash. And I think I tried to grab a bone and then I started following to find Bentley. I went down the driveway. Bentley is way up the street. So I knew not necessarily to chase him because that would just send him further. So I'm walking to him and I'm saying, Bentley obeys me, but he had freedom today. He went, uh, he went down a cul-de-sac. He's never been down that cul-de-sac before. 
I'm running after him. Now, it's, 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 thank God it wasn't raining or snowing. And again, I didn't have time really to get a coat. I just had to find him because the fear was anything could happen. He could hit, get hit by a car. We're in a neighborhood that there's Trump supporters in. And here they see this black man. And, and, and I had my Tims on that day. And, my, and I, I was looking hoodish. <laughs> and here I'm in the neighborhood. And, I, and I, I'm thinking, Lord, I hope no one shoots Bentley or shoot me. Bentley goes down. I'm trying to get his attention. I, I said, Bentley, you want to go for a walk? He, he looks at me and keeps on going. He said, I'm already walking. <laughs> I said, you want to go for a ride? Didn't matter. He kept on going. Then, then he went down a cul-de-sac, and I was afraid he was going to go down a hill where there were some other dogs that they have in their yard. And so what I did was instead of continuing to pursue him, I headed back. And as I was heading back home, Bentley started following me back home. Now, he still wasn't getting close to me now. And I think he thought he was at a dog park because he just kept on running. And then I got back to my house and he still was following me. And then he ran and he ran right by me. He knew I couldn't grab him. And I was trying my best to use quote unquote dog psychology on him. Because if I tried to pursue him, listen, and if I tried to continue to go after him, that would only incite him to keep on running. I even opened up our gate to our backyard fence and I went in thinking he was gonna follow me. But the problem is he got close and walked in, but because I was so far away, I couldn't get him in far enough to close the door. Now you might be asking, where are the other family members? Well, they're not home, except for one who was dealing with her baby and couldn't hear me pounding on the door, <laughs> texting or calling. It just happened to be the time of all the times she didn't have her phone around. Y'all know who I'm talking about. So I'm out here all by myself. And had I had her with me, uh, then when I got him close enough in the, in the uh, backyard, then somebody could have closed the gate. No one was there. So when I went after him to try to get him in, boom, he shot down the street again. Now he's just fooling with me. Now, this has been about 15 minutes now, and, I, and I, my whole day is getting uh, disarrayed. I'm getting upset. Bentley, come here. Bentley, what are you doing? And I got his bone. I got his leash. You want to go for a walk? He looked at me like said, fool, I'm already walking. And then it hit me. When he got so far that I could perhaps grab him because I knew I couldn't lunge for him because if you lunge, he would have been running. It came to my mind. I said, sit. Sit. 
And Bentley was conditioned and trained that when he heard that word, sit, he sat right down. <laughs> All this time, I was pursuing him, but he only would respond to the word, sit. Because even when I'm walking him and we come to an intersection, I'll say, sit. Bentley sits right down. When he's at home and he wants a treat, I'll say, sit. He sits right down. When he gets too angsty and he's excited at home, I'll say, sit, chill. He sits. And even though, listen, he was free. Even though he could have ran, when he heard that word and that command to sit, he stopped where he was at and sat down. And when he did so, I got the leash and he stood there, sat there rather, and allowed me to put the leash on him and then we walked on home. It was because he knew my voice, but he also knew my command. And when he heard that word sit, even though he could have kept on running, he was trained and conditioned to obey my voice. That's what I'm saying today in our message, that it is so vital and important for us to hear the word of God that when we start running, doing our own thing, when we start trying to pursue our own goals, when we start trying to do all the things that other people do, when God says, sit, You've got to hear what God is saying and obey his voice. I don't care if other dogs are doing what they want to do. Bentley knew when he heard my voice because he was trained from a puppy. He was trained from birth to understand my word, to hear my voice, to hear when I get angry and to sit down. When we become born again of the water and the spirit, God begins to tell us throughout our entire Christian life so that we can hear his voice. And when we think we want our own freedom, when we think we want to do our own thing, pursue our own goals, and to go to our different directions, God is saying, you must listen to my voice. And when I tell you to sit, when I tell you to stop, when I tell you to look, when I tell you to stop going where you're going and doing what you're doing, hanging with who you're hanging with, you know my voice. And here it is. That's what we read in our scripture. If you hear the voice of God and obey, you'll live. But if you disobey, you're going backwards. We're in such a crucial time now that we must hear what the Lord is saying. And as I mentioned, so many people are giving their suggestions, but think about it. They've not even been in the presence of God for a whole year. When was the last time they fasted? 
When was the last time they dedicated themselves to prayer? And they're just literally talking from the logic of what they see or hear and what other people are saying. That's why even with this vaccination, you're hearing so many crazy conspiracy theories. And just like with us who knew that Trump lied and gave so many things like uh, about Obama's birth not being in America, listen, if we're not careful, we'll follow in the same pattern because when people we trust begin to tell us things that are not true, will follow them. But the Lord said, my sheep know my voice. Hallelujah. And if you're in a position with God, you've got to know his voice because he might tell you something that does not make sense to somebody else. But remember, there is a destination that God wants us to get to. There's footsteps that he's ordered for us. Hallelujah. And when we begin to, to get away from the direction that God is saying, he says, sit. And you got to hear his voice. Just like Bentley. <laughs> he could have ran. I could have been still trying to find him. He could have went into another neighborhood. But when I said sit, he knew my voice and he was conditioned to obey that's what we have to do we have to hear what God is saying and obey trust and obey <laughs> for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. That's that old hymn we used to sing. Trust and obey. Here it is. We've got to obey. You can hear the voice of God, but then if you're still so stubborn, if you're still so up into you, that you're going to do what you want. Hallelujah. As a pastor, I cannot make people do. I can only give direction then it becomes the onus upon them to hear. But I am doing my best to hear what God is saying for this congregation. And I'm believing God. This past week, our prayer was dealing with God is in control. Hallelujah! And I said miracles were happening and people were getting phone calls that they were getting a new job. People were calling them. I, I saw the Lord work things out. I'm telling you, God is moving in our midst. This thing is real, saints. Hallelujah. And I praise God for what he's done and for what he's doing. Now, I want to encourage you who are hearing my voice. When God says, sit, stop what you're doing and sit and hear what the Lord is saying. And when he says, get up and move, don't keep sitting there. Tune out those that are not of God and follow the voice of the Lord. As you know, there's seven primary ways that the Lord speaks to man. I've taught that many times. 
And God will speak to you. And one of the main reasons that he does that is so everyone can hear his voice. He'll speak through scripture. He'll speak through angels. <laughs> He'll speak through the man of God delivering his word. He'll speak through miracles. He'll speak through all kind of means. But most of all, he'll give a direct word that in your secret prayer, God will come in your room and give you direction. I have been during this time strategizing my future. I see what the Lord is doing, not just for New Bethel, but for me individually. I've been spending time researching and developing, not just for this year, but five years down the road. I wish somebody hear me. You got to strategize. You got to plan because God has you for success. We're getting ready to do some great things. Like I said, next Sunday, next Sunday, next Sunday. Somebody shout, next Sunday. I'm going to be making some special announcements. I'm going to do something special even here in this service because we're moving. I know you might have got discouraged because the first of the year looked like things weren't changing, but I'm telling you, oh, God is getting ready to show his hand. Hallelujah! And I want you to be ready for what the Lord is getting ready to do. Now, you who have been running from God, you who have been running from the will of God, some of you even have been running from the call of God on your life. You know he's called you to ministry. You know he's told you to get busy. You've got to obey. You're running down trying to pursue jobs and careers and, and money. Listen, all of that is good, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all the other things will be added unto you. We who've been called of God in ministry, hallelujah, you can't run from it. Your anointing from a child is with God. And when you try to do what others are doing, pursuing your own thing, you cannot forget God has laid his hands on you. Stop. Hear what the Lord is saying. And you know that when you're not doing what the Lord is saying, there's a condemnation that comes over you. Today, <laughs> the devil was trying his best not to get this message out. Things were happening, trying to get in our spirits. But I said, the devil is a lie because we must learn the words of God. Sit. Hallelujah. I'll never forget that. Bentley immediately, and it just, it just came to me. Glenn, just tell him to sit. And when I did so, out of obedience, he sat right down. Let me put the leash on him, and I took him home. God is telling you, sit. Stop pursuing your own thing. And come back to him. Hallelujah. Stop running the streets. Stop pursuing the things that you want to do. Stop trying to reach for freedom. You belong to God.
because you belong to him, he's going to make you successful and happy. And he'll do what the world can't do. Come on. I want to pray for you now. And then I want you to call those that are available this morning. 913-281-2002. Email us prayer at newbethelkc.org. I want you to be saved. I want you to be delivered. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord. Thank you. your voice. We've learned it, Lord. Since we've been born again, you've guided us. You've directed us. And I'm asking now, Lord, that those that are hearing your voice right now, telling us to repent, turn around, stop pursuing the things that is going to destroy us. Repent and come back to the Lord. He's telling you to sit. Hallelujah. He's telling you, I've got something greater for you. I pray now that you'll be blessed and hear the words of God and, and will obey his voice. Now, Lord, have your way. Move throughout this community. Move throughout this area. And continue, Lord, to allow the vaccinations and the other things that have been prescribed to bring the COVID-19 virus into a non-existent state. We ask for miracles, those that are still struggling with cancer and others, God, that have issues in their life. I pray for healing right now. Lord, work miracles, signs, wonders, and miracles, God, in our midst. Now save somebody, because what does it profit a man to gain the entire world and to lose their soul? Now have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Again, call us, 913-281-2002. And whatever you do, listen for the voice of God. But not just listen only, then you must obey and do what God has said. God bless you. I pray heaven's choicest blessings upon you and your family at 7 o'clock on Wednesday. In Jesus' name.